IoT Unplugged. Tune in to the Internet of Things. In an industry where connectivity is paramount, 5G technology emerges as a pivotal player, set to significantly impact the landscape of always-on technologies. Beyond its notable speed and bandwidth enhancements, 5G promises a transformative approach to how devices stay connected, offering low latency and robust capacity for continuous, reliable connectivity. This leap in technology is not just about elevating current digital experiences, but also about enabling a new realm of possibilities, where always-on becomes a standard across various sectors. As we delve into the capabilities and potential of 5G, we'll begin to uncover how it will shape a more connected and efficient future. To discuss this, I'm joined by Chris Gellin, CEO of Neutron. Chris, thanks for joining us today. If you could just start by introducing yourself and what Neutron does. Thanks for having us, Christian. So Neutron is a platform to centralize the management of multiple private 5G networks to simplify you know, the, the, the deployment and the, the, the operations for communication service providers and also to enterprises, and at the same time to enable you know, faster monetization and payback for um, thanks to the deployment of advanced digitalization use cases uh, inside these networks. Yes, and about myself, I'm, I'm the CEO. We started the company roughly three years ago. Uh, we're based in, in Barcelona and starting to scale up the company from Spain with a few networks in, in, in other countries in Europe and also starting in, in the US in 2024. Okay, excellent. Thank you. Well, let's get started with our first question. And that is, why do you believe 5G technology is um, poised to power the always-on technologies in 2024? And what can you tell us about how it sets itself apart from the previous generations? Yeah. In terms of, of features or specific features of 5G, you know, it's well known that, you know, it provides uh, higher uh, broadband throughput compared to, to previous generations. And at the same time, it has the ability to connect more devices uh, in a specific uh, radio while providing uh, you know, ultra-low latency um, to, to applications that require this, right? So this is the famous triangle. But this is just one part of the story. I think the, you know, the most interesting aspect of, of 5G, which is you know, not not so obvious is that, you know, for the first time in history, we have a fully programmable cellular network, right? You can uh, really with, you know, a set of APIs uh, change the quality of service to a specific device, you know, and then if you add uh, AA capabilities on top, uh, you know, the potential is, is massive for really driving connectivity to the next level. And, you know, in terms of what will happen in 2024, I think we're entering just more mature stage of the technology. One of the well-known issues was uh, availability of devices and also the price point. And I think, you know, both challenges have been overcome in the last uh, couple of years. And you see, you know, a lot of excitement around private 5G networks, you know, really help dr- helping driving in, in industrial IoT initiatives. Also, LEO satellites and, you know, satellite 5G it's going to be big this year. And there are a few announcements from Amazon and, and other companies entering the stage. 
and you know last but not least as i said before right in, in terms of apis i think you know 5g slicing uh, will be uh, will start seeing the real potential this year so this is you know the telcos basically giving you uh, on demand quality of service to specific applications like gaming or or others or metaverse applications so really a lot going on right and i think 2024 is just a year where we will see more acceleration happening okay well you know as uh, 5g is accelerating i was wondering what are the kind of implementations that we're going to see um, and what's it going to look like across the different sectors and you know how can businesses try to integrate this yeah, I think it's. I mean, if 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 a business has not, you know, started their their five G journey, I think it's it's the moment to start. You know, you you see innovators or early adopters in the space moving from proof of concept to really rolling out massively, uh, you know, five G capabilities. You know, either with upgrading their devices or by deploying more private five G networks. Uh, so a good example is, for example, John Deere, which is, um, you know, really betting on, on on 5G as a differentiator, right? So, you know, the impact uh, can be uh, at different levels. So I think the first one has to do with operational savings. Obviously, you know, having a future-proof wireless network can really accelerate the pace of, you know, implementing innovative technologies for you know, energy savings for automation. And we see, you know, paybacks between six six and 12 months for investments in the space, which is quite interesting. Um, I think other, uh, other reason why companies need to look at this is uh, ubiquity. So with, you know, global uh, coverage provided by uh, satellite 5G or non-terrestrial networks, so any company that has, you know, to deal with supply chain issues, you know, should consider, you know, investing in, in, in how 5G can help to track, you know, all the assets that are moving, you know, globally. And this, this can have a huge impact on, on the bottom line. And last, last point here is specifically for hardware manufacturers, there's an interesting uh, concept here called the evaporation of electronics that I heard from someone a few a few months ago, which means that with 5G-capable devices, you can really move, you know, electronics from the device itself to near edge computing systems, which, you know, would help to reduce the unit economics of the device, right? So instead of processing power on the device, you transfer data at a higher rate to, you know, a server that is located near the device, right? And this will be very relevant as we move to more, you know, AI uh, onboard um, processing requirements. Uh, so I think, you know, those are just a few bullet points on why I think companies need to start look uh, adopting uh, 5G this year. Okay, you mentioned you know how this this 5G is going to benefit, um, especially as AI becomes more integrated. I was wondering where can we expect to see the most significant usage of 5G, especially with these sort of always-on technologies in the coming year. Sure. Yeah. So, generally speaking, 
logistics is going to be um, you know a big adopter of of five G. You know, and this is because of what I, I I said before. So there is on the one hand the need for you know better you know supply chain tracking, and for this requirement, I think satellites. And, and Leo are going to be a, a huge benefit for for logistics companies, and you know on the, on the other hand, for warehouses and, and ports uh, or, or airports where you know more automation is needed to really drive operational efficiency further, a private five G network you know that can enable further automation. It's it's going to be uh, very relevant, and you see many ports betting on, on that technology. I think that's the second vertical where we are seeing probably slower uptake, but with a, with a tremendous potential, it's, it's manufacturing. It's definitely the, the, the largest, if you look at like market reports, it's the one that offers the, the higher market size, but it's probably the one that is taking longer to, to adopt because of say legacy systems and just critical environments that are more difficult to 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 transform but in here the potential is is again it's it's massive or you know agvs robotics and now with 5g iot uh, also you know you have the chance in these environments to really consolidate different wireless technologies into a single one and then you know avoid having silos um, for for different devices. I think that's very, very powerful. So I think those two at the moment and, and, ener- and energy and utilities. I mean it's it's you know it's uh it's it's been happening for for a while. So you know wind farms uh, are betting a lot on, on private LTE for example for, for a while. Uh, they have since these are large areas that they need to cover you know, it's, it's the perfect fit uh, for them. And once they start uh, deploying autonomous drones and you want to equip your uh, employees with more, you know, futuristic devices like, you know, extended reality headsets and so on, then, you know, there is a clear need for private LTE, private 5G for, for this type of, of verticals. Okay. You mentioned uh, networks, but let's say what would be the cons of adopting 5G, especially as you mentioned in industrial setting where people could have like a, a private Wi-Fi network or, or something like that? So the, the, there are three main cons in, in, in my opinion today. Okay, so the first one is upfront cost. This could be seen as a temporary con because if, if the payback is, is, is there, which is actually the case, then it's a it's it's an investment worth doing, but it, this is this is still you know a barrier uh, today because obviously it's it's more expensive than than Wi-Fi, right? I think that the second one is availability of of devices. You know we have made uh, you know a huge improvement here, but still it's it's not near close to to Wi-Fi, and this is something that the industry is very aware of, and you see you know many industry associations and, 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 you know, vendor associations really taking care of, of this topic because it's, it's very relevant for, for the industry. And, you know, cost of these devices, you know, are going down and they will continue going down with new, you know, technology improvements and with, with economies of scale, basically. So it's just, just a matter of, of time. And then the third one, it's, it's probably the skill set. Uh, of uh, you know IT 
staff that needs to deal with this new technology. You know, luckily, the solutions out there are, you know, becoming more more user friendly. So you need to bear in mind that this is a technology that you know initially was meant to serve the large operators, the carriers, who have teams in place with with the you know with the right skill set to deal with cellular, and this is kind of being simplified for for IT users. And you know, and this is for example one of the things that we are really focusing at at Neutron and you know other other providers, other vendors are are going there as well. Okay. All right. Maybe now moving, looking even forward, even more forward into the future, there's a lot of buzz about 6G. And what if if a company's maybe um, wanting to implement uh, a new network, but they're worried that they're going to implement and then they may have to re-implement and it'll be a, a heavy cost. Could you tell us what your view is on that? Are we still a long way from it? And should businesses deal with 5G in the meantime? My view is that we are, you know, a very long way Um you know, from from 6G, and then you know, it's, it's you know, each cellular uh, evolution takes roughly you know between 10 and 15 years uh, to be you know commercially available. So you know, it's you know before 2030, we won't see any real deployment of 60 yet. So you know, it's 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 being designed, let's say, right? And we are at the very early stages or, or, of the R&D cycle and where you know all the large players get together and define you know what 6g is going to look like so um in terms of the investment required to upgrade 6g or 5g to 6g you know one of the good things of of that 5g took care of is to really you know prepare or, or set you know the foundations of uh, a cellular uh, standard that it's you know almost you know it's a very high percentage based on software which means that you can expect for 6g to be even more software based right and you know upgrading software it's it's much more economic and then you know and, and and less cumbersome that obviously upgrading hardware so i think my my message here is that you know 5g is, is the foundation of all let's say of all future evolution of uh, towards 6G and you know since it's going to be more software based I think there's no need to to wait uh, in, in in my opinion okay okay interesting and you talked about the evolution um, into 6G I was wondering what about the evolution of 5G technology you mentioned sort of uh, like network uh, slicing or um, I was wondering you know what else can people look out for and sort of what long-term impacts might this have on the for businesses and the uh, technological landscape yeah, so as I said before, automation will be uh, and robotics will, you know, enabled by 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 5G. It's you know, it's 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 going to be a requirement. We're basically hitting hitting a ceiling in terms of connectivity capacity with uh, with with existing technologies. So you know, if companies and and you know organizations that want to you know move their intelligent device strategy forward they will really need to to bet into into 5g to get there so this is going to you know reshape any any type of industry then any a global organization that has you know moving elements around the world can be highly benefit or will be highly benefited by 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 5g so supply chains will be 
much more predictable and resilient to what we have today. Obviously, you know, you can prepare for, uh, you know, a war or, or economic wars, right? But, but, you know, at least, you know, it will make things more, more predict, predictable, right? And then uh, you, supply chains will be able to react faster as well. And then think any, any industry that has to do with uh, more on the B2C side, but anything that has to do with gaming and the metaverse and, and broadcasting as well, like television, those industries and events uh, will be heavily impacted as well. So there will be more high capacity and, and low latency devices connected at the same time. And, and, you know, and then to, to, to give consumers a new experience. And then this, is, you know, this will radically change these industries. And we're just starting uh, to see that. And slicing here, for example, is, is, is a good or interesting feature that was not there with, with 4G, right? And it's related to this programmable nature and, you know, the, uh, how APified uh, the, uh, a network becomes, right? And, and then if you add uh, AI on top, the opportunities are, are, are limitless, right? So this, I think we are starting to see what it's possible and, and you know, it, it's a large transformation because it's, you know, there are many stakeholders in the, in the chain, right? And it's a long chain. So, you know, you start also, you know, with the chipsets, right? And you see, uh, for example, last year, uh, sorry, this year, a few months ago, right? The latest Qualcomm chipset released for, uh, you know, extended reality headset. And then, you know, once uh, we start to seeing uh, prices dropping and, you know, more uh, availability of these devices, then, you know, this will drive, again, further investments in, 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 in 5G networks. Um, so it's a, it's a long process, but it's, it's accelerating, or at least that's our, our vision at Neutron. Okay. And I was wondering, how do you think the networks will, the facilitation of the networks interacting with each other will happen as 5G expands? It's an interesting question. I think it's, it's definitely something very interesting about, you know, 5G, but at the same time, it's, it's, it's a large challenge because you'll have, imagine a future where you have the networks from the operators, then you have you know, private networks that have been deployed by an enterprise, and then you have you know, satellites providing coverage in areas that you know, the telcos cannot, cannot reach. So you will have um, you know, devices moving around and having to you know, become part of this network of networks. This is an interesting concept, and it's something that we are facilitating with, with Neutron. Okay, so, you know, we're basically, we have basically built powerful API layer that, you know, allow us to, you know, you know, tap into the APIs of the operators, tap into the APIs of, you know, the different, you know, uh, private 5G vendors, and then make sure that, you know, those you can handle the, uh, you know, the, the transition of, of these devices between networks. Um, and I think this is, this is something that, um, you know, it's it's adding value to to to, to our customers, and, and I think scalability of 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 this uh, complex um, system of systems something very challenging, and, and and something that 
you know, uh, we are we're looking forward to to tackle um, from from Neutron. Excellent. Well, I think that's a good place to end it. Uh, Chris, thanks for taking the time to speak to us today. Uh, thanks to you, Christian. Very interesting conversation. Thank you so much for inviting me. Remember to subscribe to IoT Unplugged wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to share with anyone you think would find it as interesting or as informative as you have. IoT Unplugged. Tune in to the Internet of Things.